This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Yes, indeed. It is time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. And I am your host, Lance Descott. It is January 1st and the Blues played the Rangers last night on New Year's Eve. I hope everybody that was able to get out, go to some parties, mingle with friends, mingle with family, had a good time, but I hope that everybody drank responsibly. So after the big debacle against the Penguins, where the Blues allowed four power play goals and six total goals, we were wanting the Blues to cut down on allowing teams to have power play opportunities. You know, if you allow one power play, two power plays, it's it's going to happen. It happens every game. But when you start allowing three, four, five, six power plays a game, you're really putting your team at a disadvantage. And the Blues allowed several power plays last night against the Rangers. I will say this. I thought collectively the team played much better than they did against the Penguins. But it just wasn't good enough. They missed the net a lot last night. That's just inexcusable. The Blues have had that issue for quite a while now. They either miss the net, they shoot it right at the goaltender, or it gets blocked. They have to really figure out what they need to do on offense. And I think it's pretty simple. When that puck comes to you and you have an open shot, shoot it. You've got to shoot the puck. Now, some players say we can't just be shooting the puck. In a way, I understand what they're saying. You don't just get the puck on your stick no matter where you're at and shoot it. You've got to be in an area where you can get a good shot on goal. At the end of the podcast, after the post-game interviews with the players, I'm going to be going over some stats, and this really tells why the Blues are in the position that they're in. Let's go ahead and get to the highlights of the game. It started out pretty good for the Blues. Even though they gave up an early power play opportunity, Jake Allen stood strong and kept the Rangers off the board. Now Pionk a drive, got through, saved by Allen, and he does the snow angel and makes the save. Wow, great save right there. He's a resilient human being, Jake Allen is. Following being pulled in the game, he's 3-0-0 with a 2.65 goals against average. Pionk with a good wrist shot, finds its way through. Something we're talking about with the Blues. Howden's on the doorstep. Shattenkirk jumped in from the right point. With Jake Allen making saves like that in the first period, the Blues were able to take a lead about midway through the first period on some great passing back and forth from Perron to O'Reilly. And O'Reilly gets a goal to put the Blues up one to nothing. Not as much one and duns. They they need to wear down the opposition. Here's O'Reilly, shoots, he scores! It's one nothing. And so on that line change, after the Shen line went off for a change, fresh legs hop on, and what a shot by Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, high slot, top of the circles. I had a very good angle of it, as did David Quinn, the head coach of the New York Rangers. And one player in the corner, buzzing. Spins, turns, reverses it, right to the same player. Give and go, back on the stick and under the bar and in. Thanks for coming. O'Reilly and Perron's chemistry is pretty good. They don't play together all the time, but I've noticed when they do, 
They tend to know where each other is going to be. And you know what happened? O'Reilly got the puck and instantly shot it. He didn't skate around with it. He didn't hesitate and get control of it. He shot the puck on the pass. And it gives the Blues a one to nothing lead. That goal by O'Reilly would be his 15th of the year. Perron gets his 12th assist. 10 minutes, 8 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. Jake worked hard on that first power play to keep the Rangers off the scoreboard. But as I've always said, and you guys know it, you can't keep giving up power play opportunities. And the Blues would do that towards the end of the first period. And Matt Zuccarella would get his fourth goal of the year on the power play to tie this game up late in the first. Knocked down in front by Bogeyster. Clearing a tech stop. Trying to it back. were good on this power play. They kept getting pressure throughout the power play in the offensive zone, and they just kept moving the puck, moving the puck, moving the puck, until they were able to look up. And then Kreider makes this play all the way across to the other side, and there was Matt Zuccarello to put it in. Just terrible coverage on the penalty kill. Zuccarello's all alone. Shin is around him within probably 10 feet. Bolmeister's around him within 10 feet. But nobody's on him. This happens time and time again with this team. They are out of position constantly on the penalty kill. That goal by Zuccarello would be his fourth goal of the year. Kreider with that very good pass gets his 11th assist. 19 minutes, 40 seconds in. Power play goal were tied at one apiece. Goals at the beginning of the period and at the end of the periods are just inexcusable. It really starts a game off bad when you give up a goal early, and it's very bad to give up a goal late. It can really kill a lot of momentum. The Blues go out of the first period with a lead. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. A penalty and then bad coverage on the penalty kill ties it up. The Rangers outshot the Blues 14-7 in the first period, and that tells the tale. Jake Allen kept the Blues in the game in this first period. Three power play opportunities. They did score the one goal. But that one's not on Jake Allen. This is the penalty kill's fault. Could have been much worse because the Rangers definitely had more pressure on Allen in the first period than the Blues did on Lundquist. Let's go ahead and get to the second period. Maybe the Blues can get an early goal themselves and take the lead. But that didn't happen. It would be the Rangers that would come out pretty good in the second period and take the lead 2-1. to one. Goes off the skate, kept in, good play. Bunyevis moves in, backhander, score! Bunyevis with the backhander, McLeod was in front. The Rangers' fourth line jumps on the ice and scores a goal to make it 2-1. to one. Bunyevis comes through. Here comes Nieves, speed, and that shot with Cody McLeod in front. I don't know if he touched it or not, I don't think so. But the backhand shot just inside the post, and the Rangers take the lead. A lot of people aren't going to like what I say because they love Robbie Fabry. Bunieves keeps the puck in the zone, skates towards Fabry. Fabry's within 8 to 10 feet of him. Fabry slows down, watches him, skates past him, doesn't even attempt to come up to him to try to get him off the puck. He skates towards the net, wide open, 
puts a backhanded shot past Jake Allen. Jake should have made that set. He took the wrong angle to the puck, and Nieves puts it right past him. So two big mistakes on that. Jake took the wrong angle, and Fabry just watched Nieves skate right past him. That goal by Nieves would be a second of the year. Strom gets his sixth assist, and Shattenkirk gets his eighth assist. Three minutes, 11 seconds in, and the Rangers are up two to one. Now the Blues put a ton of pressure on Lundqvist in this period. They outshot the Rangers 17 to five, but have nothing to show for it. Lundqvist had a very good game, but the Blues did have opportunities that they could not capitalize on. Heading into the third period, the Blues again dominated. 16 shots to four, and they had a great opportunity at the end of the period when they were trying to tie this up, but Lundqvist makes several saves. Petrangelo, minute and a half to go. Perron, pass blocked. Backhander by Perron, save. Rebound kicked out. The scramble on. Shot toward the net. Saved by Lundqvist. Jaden Schwartz had a big chance, and Lundqvist came up with a huge save. A minute 21 to go. Now the puck movement by St. Louis. They took their time. They got it, ended up getting it to the front. It was Perron with the initial backhand that did not go. And then Lundqvist will make, probably made, either made a save or got blocked before it went to Jaden Schwartz. 17 is Schwartz. Right back to him. And Lundqvist is right on top of that to make the save. The Blues had the pressure on Lundqvist that they wanted. They had some decent opportunities, but just couldn't put the puck past him. And when there's a lot of traffic in front of the net, sometimes it really benefits you, and you can put a puck past a goalie, or other times it's so crowded you can't get anything past him. And the Rangers win this one 2-1. to one. Before we get into the postgame interviews with Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shin, let's go ahead and go over the stats. The Blues had 40 shots on goal. The Rangers had 23, and I know what people are going to say. Wow, the Blues really put a lot of pressure on Lundqvist, and there were times that they really did, but there were other times where they shot it right at him, and they weren't high-quality shots. The Rangers won the face-off battle 53% to 47%. The key stat, the Rangers were 1-for-3 on the power play, and the Blues were 0-for-4. The Rangers out-hit the Blues 17-11. to and just like a lot of teams recently, the Rangers outblocked the Blues 23 to 6. Let's go ahead and head now and get to those post-game interviews with O'Reilly and Shin. Yeah, I myself, especially power play too. Like we have to find a way to, to bury something here. Um, yeah, we shot a lot of pucks and for myself there I had some really good opportunities but made stupid plays and not goal scoring plays and playmaking plays, just throwing at the net that at dumb times when I gotta create more and we obviously, yeah, we had ozone time. We had chances, but you know, sometimes you know, for myself, I just got I got to make higher end plays than just shoveling at the net. Is that just a factor then of when you're having a tough teams are having a tough time that well we're going to shoot and hope hope for the best kind of situation? Yeah, you know, some nights it works and you get you get bounces. Just tonight we didn't, and you know, we did some good things offensively, but again, it's just it's. It's simple. It wasn't good enough. There was, we needed more. You get a lead, but it just seemed like you guys maybe didn't didn't have it there in that first period, and then took some penalties and 
gave them momentum and then just one of those games where you just kind of had to scratch and claw the rest of the way. Yeah, we're not, uh, obviously our special teams are struggling right now. You know, PK's not, uh, you're not in sync and it's, it, you know, not very confident there and same with PP. It just, you know, we have to find a way to, to work through it and get that back because that, you know, that should have won us the game tonight. You know, if we can win the special teams battle tonight, that, that would have been our game. And, you know, PP's the responsibility that it, obviously I have to find a way to create and find a way to put in the back of the net. But it's, yeah, we, it's, you know, if we want to get this thing back on track, it's it's got to it's gotta be a big thing. We used to hear here before where the term used would be, we got outworked by the goalie. Was that the case tonight? Did, did he outwork, you know, did, did Longquist outwork you guys tonight? Uh, he, he made some great saves. You know, it's tough to say. You know, I think, you know, personally, I just, I feel I made dumb decisions. You know, I usually can make more high-end plays that instead of just a shot in it, it's a, it's a real good scoring chance. And, you know, I think when you just you throw, sh throw shots from everywhere at him and he's making saves, he just kind of gets confident and you start to feel it more. And it's, it's, it's tough to break once he's doing that. Yeah. Um... You know, chances are one thing, and, and hopefully they keep coming. But at the end of the day, you have to, to bear down on your chances and put them in the back of the net. And it uh, starts with, you know, me and a few other guys. you got to start producing and, you know, helping helping the guys win some hockey games. Shannon, did you lack the patience at the end of the game? Did you feel like you were too patient? I mean, how would you break that down for us? No, I, you got to be, you got to wait for your shot. There's there's a lot of bodies out there. Um, you know, they clog the middle. Um, so uh, you got to have patience. You got to throw it to the net. And you know, I think we we had chances uh, on six on five. Um, you know, and it wasn't really one and done either. There was some second opportunities around the net and just weren't able to put it in. Do you tip your cap to their goaltender, or do you feel like you guys could have made things more difficult on him? I mean, yeah, he obviously played well. He made some saves. Um, you know, I thought we we had some tips. We had some traffic. Some. Uh, some opportunities, but at the end of the day, obviously enough to, to solve a good goaltender like that. Despite having the 38 shots, O'Reilly was just saying that there could have been times, him specifically, where some play better plays could have been made in zone. Is that pretty? Is that? Yeah. Is I, there? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we can all make better plays. Or mistakes are going to happen. Or there's times where you can shoot it, and you don't shoot it. Or you know, it hits a stick or a shin pad. Or um, you, know, you could talk about all those plays, but at the end of the day, we have to, to find ways to, to score more goals. How do you, you assess the power play right now? I mean, it's kind of like our five on five. We we've, we had some zone time. We had chances. Um, at the end of the day, we have four or five opportunities. So we have four, I don't know, five. So we've we got to put one in the back of the net. And not only this game, but other games as well. We've got to find ways to, you know, I think we did a job of creating momentum tonight, but uh, that's not good enough. You outshot them 29 to 4 in like the last period and a half. What's the level of frustration just not to be able to put it in there? I mean, yeah, it's obviously, uh, you know, it's not fun. Uh, we know that, especially when you're losing hockey games. You know, if you're uh, winning 2 1, it's, it's a different story. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had chances, we had uh, momentum, uh, we played hard, we had good zone time. Except uh, at the end of the day, you got to find ways to score goals. That is indeed the issue with this team. The Blues need to play smarter. Yes, as the players said, they got shots on goal, but they recognize that just because you got a shot on goal 
doesn't mean it was a great scoring opportunity. You've got to be smarter of when you shoot. If you get the puck and you're wide open and you've got a good lane, you've got to shoot the puck. If you get the puck and there's three guys in front of you and you know it's going to get blocked, don't shoot the puck. Get the puck to somebody else that's open. They're taking bad shots. They're taking shots that miss the net, and that doesn't equal goals. They've got to be smarter with their shot, like Ryan O'Reilly said. You can't just be putting shots on goal. If the Blues can do that, they've got guys that can score. The book's out on the Blues. The teams know the Blues are going to shoot it any chance they get, regardless of whether there's three guys in front of them. Teams also know the Blues are going to get the puck. There's not going to be a lot of one-time shots. They're not going to take direct passes and shoot it. They're going to get the puck and try to deke and dunk with it. Teams know this. Teams know someone like Tarasenko. He's not going to get that puck off his stick quickly. So the goalie has a chance to adjust, get his angle. The defender on Tarasenko has a chance to get in front of him and block the shot. It's not rocket science. It really isn't. The effort, I thought, was there last night. I thought the Blues played much, much better than they did against the Penguins. Now let's get to those stats I was talking about. And this really tells the story. There is only four teams that have scored fewer goals than the Blues. That's terrible. This team needs to score more goals. Goals allowed. There's 10 or 11 other teams besides the Blues that have allowed more goals than the Blues. As a matter of fact, Tampa, the best team in the league, has only allowed six less goals than the Blues. I think that clearly shows you that this season's struggles are not all on Jake Allen. When you got a team who's the best team in the league with 64 points right now, and they've only allowed six less goals than the Blues. The Blues issue is not goaltending. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. Jake has bad games, yes. But overall, since his first eight, nine games, he has played very, very well in most games. The team is not scoring enough to support him. This offense must get better for the Blues to be a successful team. Now let's look ahead to Thursday night. They've got the Capitals coming up. This is not going to be an easy game. We could be looking at a three-game losing streak. But then again, the Blues may surprise us because they play sometimes very well against top teams, and they may beat the Capitals 4-1. to And then everybody gets excited again, and oh, the Blues are making strides to get to the playoffs. As I've said, I'll get excited when this team wins 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. That's when I'll get excited. 5-5 five and five doesn't help this team out of 10 games. 6-4 and four doesn't help this team out of 10 games. I want them to make the playoffs. I think they've got some talented players. But something's just not right. That's all the time I have for this podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, Regardless of their record, let's go Blues.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.